0: welcome to mecca talks your access all areas pass to the beauty business and lifestyle experts we call our community i'm kate blythe chief marketing officer here at mecca and your host in today's episode, I'm talking to Conserving Beauty founder and 2022 Women of the Future winner Natasia Nicolau. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all happy and well. Welcome back. Before I introduce today's incredible guest, I've got some housekeeping to do. Ratings and reviews. They keep us informed about what kind of conversations you're enjoying and want to hear more of and helps Mecca Talks reach new listeners that might not know about our podcast yet. So if you're not driving, cycling or waiting for a coat of nail polish to dry, leave us a review on your favourite listening app. We might even read through our favourites in an upcoming episode. On to today's guest, the extraordinary Natasia Nikolaou, founder of Conserving Beauty, a relatively new and innovative Melbourne based skincare brand that has managed to develop waterless beauty to help your skin while saving water, carbon, and waste in the process. I mean, how does that even work? We've interviewed some of Beauty Sustainability Trailblazers in the past, including the likes of Emma Lewisham, Michelle Feeney of Flora Street, Rani and Christensen of Necessaire, and Natasia, who was recently awarded the Women of the Future Award from the Australian Women's Weeklies, is next in line to change the way we create, formulate and innovate in the beauty space. If you're not familiar with Natasia just yet, you'll likely be familiar with her makeup-removing whites that completely dissolve in water and they made the rounds on TikTok Talk earlier this year, Conserving Beauty believes that choosing products that care for the earth shouldn't cost the earth, which is why their products are formulated entirely without water. So your skincare is never diluted and your results are never watered down. It's really a fascinating approach to skincare and to environmentalism. Let's get Natasia in the studio to hear her story and hear all about Conserving Beauty. So welcome to Mecca Talks, Natasia. You're a Melbourne girl, right? I am a Melbourne girl, born and raised. So this is a Melbourne brand. A Melbourne and brand. And I mean- it's a very different brand, Conserving Beauty. Yeah. And I mean, we were just chatting before we hit the record button a little bit about the beginning of your brand. Where did you get the inspiration for it? Because it is, it is unique. Mm-hmm. What, what would be your elevator pitch? Oh, my elevator pitch. I would say,
1: although we're a beauty brand, we kind of sit in this perfect intersection between an impact business and a beauty brand. So we want to unite sustainability and skincare so that there's no longer a choice between conserving your own beauty and the planet's beauty, mm-hmm. hence the name. Love it. And so we're kind of on a mission to create amazing, groundbreaking, innovative beauty products that you love and your skin loves and you want to use, but you, we can also help save water, carbon and waste in the process.
0: So how did you come up with this idea? What was it that inspired you to kind of go after this particular route? Because it's a it's a it's new territory. Totally. It's a really, really new brand. But it's a really new territory as well, because lots of people try and do things where they've got a recyclable packaging Mm. or refillables. But you're actually going to the formulations and you're thinking about the water usage in the formulations. 100%. What inspired you to do that? Because that is Disruptive in a good way. Thank you.
1: Oh, I love the excitement. Well, I guess I've been in the beauty industry for eight years, and I guess my background's probably not the typical beauty founder background. I studied science at university, I majored in biochemistry, I then worked in ethical sourcing, supply chain, product development. So basically, my whole entire career. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all been built around creating amazing products. You have a little
0: science lab then? I mean, I do. Yeah. Of course. So you're literally <laughs> coming up with all of your little Yeah, signs. I actually
1: formulated the first suite of products. Oh, definitely. good. Um, and so for me, I was always in the front of the supply chain. And so when it came to wanting to start my own brand, I knew that having a transparent and traceable supply chain was like the first thing mm-hmm. and it was going to make the biggest impact because if you know where everything comes from and yeah. you've got direct relationships then you can actually work with your partners and your suppliers to work out how much water they use how yeah. much carbon they used what their waste footprint was and then you can actively worked out ways to reduce it so for me I feel like I was always going to bring my science and like operational supply chain background to beauty but at the time I also this sounds very I was working in private equity, mm-hmm. not a finance girl uh, by any means. And I was working in a business where we would invest in wellness and beauty brands. And so I got the luxury of meeting so many different founders right. every day. They'd come pitch their great businesses and they, a lot of it was, you know quite fluffy some businesses were amazing that Mm. we invested in but i just remember thinking every single time nobody has that visibility in the supply chain and how do you actually make a difference if you don't know where anything comes from and so i decided to map a whole product life cycle from start to finish True Nerd. This was two years ago, bright before. Gosh, it's
0: really, lockdown. really sort
1: of a fresh brand then. So, yeah, two years ago, you Two did years that. ago, and we only launched, this is our first year in market. Yeah, amazing. At the end of this month. So, and what was the first product
0: that you formulated then in your little lab with the little The very, black coat very on? first one was actually the clay mask.
1: That was the first one. My idea was at the time I was like, no water inside the formulations. We don't need it. We'll just use 13 or less great ingredients that will, you know, benefit your skin and we can show you where we source them from. And my manufacturing partner at the time, I did all this working a full time job.
0: Yeah. So you did it on your sort of Saturday afternoons.
1: Oh no, I did it at 4am until midnight Uh, every single day before uh work. And Saturday and Sundays. And then lockdown hit. And then that gave me extra time at home to finish. Yeah, wow. But um yeah, when I say obsessed, I became obsessed. Yeah. I remember calling one of my manufacturers and saying, hey, I'm actually starting a brand. I'd done this twice with them before, with two other really bad ideas, which oh, I'll really? never tell you what they were. <laughs> and they were like, oh, here we go again. Like what's she doing now? Cause they'd already helped me. Yeah. Um, and they're like, okay. I said, I'm going to do a waterless beauty brand and we're going to start with a clay mask. And they laughed at me. They were like, most clay masks are 10% clay, 85% water, some preservatives, a sprinkle of like a tiny few actives. Good luck. It's not happening. Yeah. And I said, no, I've thought about it. And it doesn't have to dry and go hard on your skin. It can be a completely different experience because I hate that dry, hard feeling anyway. Yeah. And what if it was 40% clay and super potent? And what if we put green tea and spirulina? And anyway, so that was the start. And they said to me, we'll lend you a like, lab space. Yeah, Go for your life, but we
0: can't promise you anything and we'll support you if it works but no promises and then so when did you realize that that actually your idea your kind of mad scientist idea yeah. had actually worked how long did that take Well, I think probably three to six months
1: mm-hmm. I was pretty confident from the get-go like mm-hmm. I remember thinking about it properly in the shower I was like the future is waterless we don't need water and beauty products and I ran out of the shower and I said to my partner oh my god let's quit our jobs I've got a great idea. <laughs> He said, calm down, go back to your day job uh, and keep working on it. And so, no, I think probably three to six months, I probably started to think about it. And I was formulating for ages. I probably spent the first year formulating, making lots of changes. Mm-hmm. My products changed multiple times. I, at this stage, actually also came and met someone very special at Mecca and showed them my very first lab formulas, which was slightly different. And they gave some, you know, Good feedback, feedback. amazing feedback. The best feedback to date I've received Brilliant. in the business, actually, and
0: even some packaging changes. Yeah, and so no, I asked lots of people along the journey, so it took a while. And then you had a little TikTok viral moment earlier this year with your Hope dissolvable them. wipes. Yeah, tell us a bit about those because I think there's that they're, they're so fascinating because you think about all of those wipes that you use and you just I stick know. them in the bin and it goes into landfill what was the inspiration behind going down that route but also how does it work? Oh uh, it's pretty
1: cool I think it's one of the things I'm definitely most proud of so through the process we were like we don't use water in our products and through supply chain networks I got connected with another startup business in the UK and the founder had formulated a fabric that ironically dissolves in water after mm-hmm. use and it doesn't break down into any microplastics it doesn't leave any waste behind and they were using it at the time in the med tech space so the people that have you know know. know, um, wound care and burn victims Mm. so that they don't have to undress and redress Ah. the wounds so many times. And the idea was that patients could go into the shower and they would completely dissolve and it wouldn't hurt them. It would save time, save costs. Really clever. Yeah. They're still doing that. Very clever. Yeah. Um, And so I thought, wow, imagine combining that fabric with our IP and our like formulations Mm. and help create products that are amazing that we want to use all the good single use stuff, sheet masks, makeup wipes, under eye patches, the stuff we want to use, but we feel guilty because they have such a huge detriment to the planet. And so that was the idea. And then it took a year of negotiating a wonderful partnership and we have the license for the patent exclusively for beauty and personal care globally, which is really wow. cool. Congratulations. Um, Thanks, you. Huge. huge. What a big coup that was. Yeah. I think the founder and I, we just hit it off. Yeah. And we're both in it for the right reasons. And it wasn't about the financial gain. It was about making a difference and I could commercialize it far quicker than the conglomerate he was talking to. Yeah. And he just wanted it out there. So. That, is that your most
0: popular product? Absolutely. It's our number one seller. Online and when it went onto sort of TikTok and went viral, yeah, like I really wasn't expecting that. So naive. Well, I mean, it has the power, right? In <laughs> has terms the of, power and that sort of Gen Z, totally. Everybody really uh, were super passionate about the the beauty of the future and how it's going to change the world and how it impacts the world and the climate and the yeah. earth. And was that something that you really thought of, or were you because where did your how did you get to this sort of passion for? You know sustainability oh, impact in general, exactly. Yeah, because it's like you know you you're a scientist, so you could have gone down multiple routes. I know, I almost down- did go down a completely different path. Yeah. I thought I was going to go down research
1: um, and stick in a lab or quality assurance or regulatory. And no, I mean, I it's not like I woke up and thought. I'm going to go career mm. career and impact. However, I've always been super involved in social justice yeah. all throughout high school. That was like my co-curricular. I did volunteer trips. I did weekly um, tutoring with children that were disadvantaged. I went on overseas trips mm-hmm. with orphanages. I ran blood drives. I petitioned for fair trade. Like it wasn't like, yeah. I just woke up and this was for it. Sure. So I think I was always doing stuff and that's how I met my partner. We're both volunteering like 10 years ago. And so I always knew whatever I was going to do, I I just wanted to have a positive impact yeah. somehow on somebody's life, and then I was also a die-hard beauty junkie, makeup obsessed <laughs> girl, like always. And so I'm really excited that I kind of found a way to merge
0: yeah, the two. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, and like, so entrepreneurial. Thank you. Was and it I, nerve-wracking? Were you at, at all sort of nervous about putting it out there?
1: Absolutely. I still am. I still have days where I'm like, oh gosh. You know, imposter syndrome, or you know, people are going to judge, or people going to think this isn't good enough, or does anybody going to like it? Of course, they like, feel like it's a natural feeling, but if you're not uncomfortable in the process, you'll never get yeah, somewhere. I agree. And for me, like being a Melbourne-born brand, um, we manufacture in Melbourne, mm-hmm. our whole teams in Melbourne. I'm under the age of. 30. And we're the first beauty brand globally to have environmental impact funds as investors. I'm extremely proud of what we've been able to change. Yeah, achieve.
0: just, I mean, also the world is your oyster. Your very so. dissolvable, waterless oyster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that line. That's a clever line. <laughs> um, so you've got the clay mask, you've got yep. the dissolvable whites. What yes. else? So and, d- and how does it work with, you know, skin and who's the mm. product for and who should be thinking about using it? And tell me a little bit about the efficacy. Oh, yeah, totally. So, Uh, wipes. Firstly, I was circling back to the
1: wipes because they're very, they're very unique. They're not a standard makeup wipe for those people who probably don't like using wipes or they're water and alcohol based or they're drying and you need like five of them. Think of it as like an oil based cleanser Mm -hmm. on the go because we have eight oils infused in the fabric. And so really it's almost like your oil based cleanse. So is it good for for makeup removal? Incredibly good for makeup removal, which I think is probably why it had such an impact on TikTok because one swipe and all of a sudden your crazy colourful eyeshadow
0: is yeah. completely gone. And then you just dissolve it in water and happy days.
1: And now we've launched them in our home compostable sachets and cartons so they're completely zero waste. So it's amazing. They're our hero product. I would say our very, very close second hero that does almost, almost as well is our face oil. Our face oil is not like any other face oil. I mean, I'm obviously biased, <laughs> but we've got nine great ingredients in Did it. you formulate that yourself in your lab? Of course. I had to say that. It's, it's a shameless plug for myself. <laughs> 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 no, but our face oil is great because it's not, it like dries quite quickly. It doesn't have a greasy feel. So it kind of makes it the perfect under makeup primer because other face oils I've used in the past would peel under makeup or SPF. Mm. So ours doesn't and then it helps reduce Redness, and irritation, Mm -hmm. blue tansy, kakai oil, it's all the good stuff. If you're going to try any of our products, try the wipes or the face oil. Yeah. You'll you'll love them. Um, Then we've got a waterless clay mask, which is unusual, not... Yeah. Like a normal clay mask. And you, I you proved them all wrong? Proved them all wrong. We've got a cleansing balm as well, which some people just love. Like it's their holy grail. I feel like there's this subgroup of our customer base that that's, mm. they just repeat purchase it every two months and that's their thing. Amazing. And then we've got a dissolvable sheet mask as well with our fabric technology. And that's got, I think, more soothing anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. properties, things Gorgeous. like Paguchiol and Centella Asiatica um, and Squalene for hydration. So amazing amazing dissolvable Mm -hmm. sheet mask and that's the range at this time And we've got a few exciting NPDs I was going to say
0: what is what is next because you you're innovating on the fly you are a year into selling the brand um, and you've already got a global presence which is fantastic but what where do you want to take it like what do you want to be do you want to be the world's biggest you know sustainable skincare brand, do you yeah. want to be skin, body, hair? What is what is next for Concern Well, a Beauty? very wise
1: person at Mecca also told me the best thing you can do is try and take over the bathroom and you don't need to just stay in skin. So at the moment we're formulating and working on a few things for hair and body mm-hmm. just to extend into that because I feel like we want to be your total bathroom partner but we also want to play well in your in your cabinet we'll play well with other brands you don't need to just have a complete waterless routine right um so definitely doing that but i would be so proud if our business can have a positive impact on the beauty industry and help kind of pave the way for like efficacious legitimate sustainable conscious beauty products
0: and you've started to get a bit of recognition Thank you. Just a little bit. Um, I, I feel think like recognition just doesn't matter. Tip, it tip up. of the iceberg, but um, you had an amazing award. What was that? How did that make you feel? I know. I'm still a bit shocked about that Tell award. Tell us, a, what was the award? So I I wasn't even
1: going to apply and someone close to me said, no, you have to apply. And I said, mm. what for? I'm never going to get it. It was Australian's, the Women's Weekly magazines, Women of the Future, Women of the Year award, basically. And their whole premise was spotlighting brilliant women under the age of 35 who were doing great things for people mm. on the planet. So to even be recognised alongside such a brilliant cohort of yeah. women doing wonderful things... What a true honour, seriously. Um, winning and having Julie Bishop present the award, <laughs> what an icon. Seriously, I'm still thinking about that and I blush, like thinking about the whole experience. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, it's it's such a wonderful initiative for the Women's Weekly to even do that. But the the prize was really great because it was a bit of mentorship, mm. some media reach and then a bit of an investment. So we were able to use that investment to buy a, a new machine which is great so what was the machine for to produce our wipes at a faster scale and ah. we've specced it to because we, we manufacture in australia yeah and so we've been able to hire more people on the line so that creates more local employment so for me it's a really proud moment yeah and then it supports goes full circle yeah and then it supports our scale as we're now just launched in the uk and we're going to a few other countries next year wow yeah and that is it's all so,
0: so I mean this is your third yeah. third run out the gate in terms of a brand and this is the brand that's taking off already within a year I hope that's so. that's pretty unheard of usually it's a slow burn but to get that kind of like you know boom pretty quickly is amazing you'll
1: laugh because I still feel like cause I'm so impatient I still feel like some there are some days where I'm like it's a bit of a slow burn but then I often don't stop and think well hang on I am at the number one beauty location in the world, Mecca, obviously. Um, plus we've now launched another retailer and we're launching another five next year. Like it's huge. I've got an amazing team. We're a small team, but amazing people have been able to hire. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm very... I'm very excited, and very proud, and I want to definitely keep
0: uh, Melbourne roots for sure for sure and what about um you as a obviously personality so you are qu- oh. clearly um you know breaking through in some of these amazing areas and and you have that business brain do you think you'll put your put your voice out there a bit more? I hope so you know it's funny at the start when I first did this I didn't want to tell anyone it was me mm.
1: I was really shy I had at the time I think as well being young you have a lot of people in your life that will naturally say things to you like don't quit your amazing job Mm. you know you're going to take a pay cut to go do this what a risk you know you're too young you need a male co-founder you're not enough on your own oh yeah a lot a lot a lot a lot and so for me I had people in my life some family members friends mentors tell me for a long time not to do this by the way, they're the first people that then circle back being like, so proud of you. It's like, oh, yeah, if I uh, listen to you, <laughs> I'm be doing what I'm doing. But I think for me, I was so nervous to kind of put myself out there just because I had all these people saying –
0: you're not enough and your business isn't enough so that's really which is wild disheartening and so sad <laughs> in this modern world that anyone could even have those conversations with you
1: yeah so for me probably like one of the biggest hurdles that I've had to overcome is being a hundred percent confident knowing my business has a purpose and yeah. I'll do anything to try and I'm make backing up yourself and backing myself definitely but so yeah now I'm a little bit more comfortable coming out of my shell and great putting myself a little bit more out there and being a bit more vulnerable. Share
0: share your story as much as possible, because I think it can encourage a whole sort of slew of amazing female, young female entrepreneurs to really change the game. You know, don't wait for someone else to make your future for you. Absolutely. If you believe in something and you want to create a brand or a product that's a legitimate solution, go and do that and be part of the solution. Would you you always keep the production in Australia? Absolutely. Definitely. That's important to you. Really
1: important to me. However, I understand that probably some things that I can think about in terms of our supply chain to make an impact on the planet is to have localized supply chains. So I think once we get to a tipping point overseas, for example, somewhere in Europe, because that's becoming a bit of a hub for us, I'll probably end up dual supplying and having manufacturing Mm. over there just because it will reduce carbon footprint and transport times. But I will always keep a huge presence in Australia mm-hmm. and all of our innovation will come out of Australia and all of our R and D and local jobs will always come out of Australia. Absolutely. And it's f you're a
0: female founded and yes. female led brand, but you also have an incredible female board. I know. With I really some do. quite big personalities on there. There are some special people on the board. A very famous Australian. <laughs> very Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how that came about? Because that's pretty major.
1: It is pretty major. And I feel like I haven't actually shared this much. So really, you're getting the, the first scoop here. Yes. So I was lucky enough throughout my entire career to work with brilliant, strong powerful women. And those are the people who have shaped my entire career. And there is no way I'd be here without those women. And for me, coming from a bit of a stint in private equity, I often saw so many businesses, especially beauty businesses, where the founder would be a female or a male, but the board would always be complete males. And there was no female voice making the major decisions, despite the products actually mostly being made for women. Not all, but mostly. And why is that? Why why are there no women voices on the board of directors? And why are they not in the major decision-making roles? So for me, early on, I just naturally wanted to surround myself with strong women and have them be the guiding force. Absolutely. And so having an all-female board is really special. And one of the first people I asked, not thinking she'd say yes, just asked because she's been a bit of a mentor for me for probably three, four years, is Elle McPherson who is an icon disruptor yeah. and I worked with Elle at her business at Welco. I was kind of her right hand for a really long time. And we travelled together, we got to know each other really well and she was always a huge supporter. And when I told her I was doing my business, I remember her saying, you rock star, keep killing it. She wasn't like, (laughs) no, don't work on the business and don't leave me. She was like, go for it. I always knew you were going to do something. Yeah, wonderful. And so I asked her to join my board. Mind you, she's never joined a board where she hasn't been the face of the the brand, basically. And she said to me, I know you're going to be something and I want to be part of it. And if I can help you in any way, I will.
0: And so... What a big win that was. That, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> just incredible. And I think you're right. She was always the trailblazer. She totally is. Doing, she disrupted wellness a whole of and doing things in a different way. And, Absolutely. You know, just to get her view and her sort of that instinct that yeah, she had. And she that- does you know, a sort of icon, right? Absolute icon. Australian, international
1: icon. She was the first real supermodel that commercialised brands and licensing deals. Now Now everybody does it. You see everybody having the face of their brand or likeness. She was the first person to do that. And she's a total disruptor. So we want to be disruptors in what we're doing and innovate. So to have somebody that understands that is very, very, very
0: powerful. And so what would great success look like for you? If you were to sort of picture your brand in 10, 15 years' time Mm. would that be you on the cover of time magazine or you interviewing i hope i'm still interviewed (laughs) by michelle obama yeah wow what would
1: that be what would that look like for you for me i would just hope to reach as many people as possible and have hopefully swapped their other products, say like a makeup wipe or a sheet mask with one of our dissolvable zero waste ones and be in everybody's bathroom. I would love to have the reach and recognition to being equally a great sustainable brand, but great for your skin. Because I also think when it comes to conscious beauty or sustainability, there is so much greenwashing. And there is so much of a lack of an understanding of what that truly means to have an impact. And so for me to be both equally great for your skin and planet and you don't have to choose between the two yeah and you you can still look fun and vibrant and be upbeat and be on the shelf at the, the you know the amazing retailers like mecca to me that's so important and so i just hope that we can continue to kind of be that guiding cool great and presence. it is that
0: it's got to have the efficacy it's yeah. got to be really yeah, it's got to work, it's got to work Absolutely. And, it's, and it's got to make you feel fantastic but also Definitely. when you've got that as joe Horgan, our founder would say the triple bullseye oh, so yeah. the product efficacy the good for the planet female founded that's like a you know you've got to you've got to hold on to that yeah. so for you as a beauty junkie as you'd call yourself and a long-term lover of makeup a and loop skincare member. beauty loop member <laughs> we love that Yes. Um, what is your beauty routine? What? How do you start the day and look so, you're looking pretty flawless today.
1: What? Oh gosh, I'm blushing. Ah. I feel like coming from anybody that works at Mecca, <laughs> what a compliment. So my beauty routine over the years, I mean, it's changed so many times. I think definitely starting my business, I am way more of a minimalist. I like a less is more approach. I'm busy. I don't want to have a 12 step routine. That's just Mm. not who I am. And most of the time I'm not wearing makeup because- You're in the lab. Yeah. And like, I like embracing natural, healthy looking, great youthful skin. Like I'm totally comfortable being makeup free. Um, but I also love playing with makeup. So I think I cleanse once a day. If I'm wearing a full face of makeup, I'll always use our wipes, then our cleansing balm. Mm-hmm. I love a moisturizer. I love a hyaluronic acid. And I'm just started incorpora- incorporating a retinol in my routine mm-hmm. two days a week. It's an interesting process at the moment. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm just going gentle day by day. Yeah, yeah. Weekends, I'm always masking with my partner. And at the moment, I am obsessed with body care. I am absolutely obsessed with dry brushing. Actually, Elle got me into dry brushing. I'm obsessed with body oil. I just bought the Costa Brazil one. Uh
0: Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: my life has completely changed, if you haven't. What that yeah it's that. pretty special um and I love fragrance I feel like fragrance takes you back to a memory of life and at the moment I just bought a new fragrance for this year to kind of always remember
0: my career journey this year yeah. and so La Labo, another 13 if you haven't bought beautiful. it beautiful that one. Too. and as an Australian <laughs> presumably SPF SPF SPF
1: oh yeah of course I mean I feel like that's a
0: given I well like I don't know like a, I think it's, oh, definitely. Here. it's an absolute given yeah. to say face is one of the best sunscreens and what about then if SPF is such a big part of Australian life and culture. You could always, you know, I'm just having a little NPD thought yes. here have SPF wipes that are dissolvable. Could that Ooh. work? I'm going to take that
1: away and have a think about that. SPF is an interesting one. I've dabbled with a few ideas in SPF, but it's very slow. Steady wins, yeah. wins the race. And until I've created an SPF that would be uniquely different to others, because mm. there are so many great ones that exist, I
0: won't launch anything until it's like exceptional. And what we're seeing is a real trend towards SPF within your skincare. Mm. So something that, you know, if it is in your day cream or it is in your,
1: yeah. you it's know, a hyaluronic serum
0: or, you know, that, makes it easy for people
1: to remember to do it. That's true. That's true. I'm going Wait, We should have a separate NPD whip. I feel like you're going to come out with 20 great ideas that I need to go commercialize.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm really enjoying this. Do you want a new job? No, I'm (laughs) going to come work with you and conserve beauty. Please, please. How do you celebrate, you know, the launch and how do you celebrate success? And, you know, what does that look like for you? Gosh, I do not celebrate enough. If I'm being brutally honest, I do not stop and
1: accelerate and like think about the wins. I'm always on what's what's next and what am I doing next? But this year coming up to the holiday time, I'm taking my team away for a very exciting special day. They don't know what we're doing. We've got, I've got something big planned. Gorgeous. I'm going somewhere offsite that's a bit of an hour away. And we're actually going to hopefully make our way down to the new Mecca store in Sorrento. Oh so yeah, stay gorgeous. Tuned. Um, no, but I think it's really important to celebrate my team's wins just as much as mine. But to be honest, I do not do enough. I do not do enough. You need to. I actually love going to a Mecca store and I feel like that's a celebration of my win. I'm For not sure. even kidding.
0: And that Sorrento store, I haven't been yet, but Iconic. it looks gorgeous. I remember And that. it looks sort of serene. Yes. and Yeah. Coastal it's Coastal, coastal lovely, lovely, lovely. I know. And as a Melbourne girl born and bred, um, yes. and I'm pretty new here, so I still haven't discovered everything. What would Ooh. you say would be your favorite places to go, favorite places to eat, What should everybody do if they come to Melbourne for the first time? I think growing up in
1: Melbourne, we're so lucky to live in one of the best cities in the world. There is so much culture here and my whole family was in hospitality. So we're big foodies. I love to eat. And so for me, anything that I'm doing revolves around food. Anything Lucas Group, Andrew McConnell, Hector's Deli, you name it, I'm always there. Um, I love strip shopping, like High Street Armadale, which another great mecca store, actually. <laughs> um, but I love going down like local streets. I love going to the beach. My partner's mum lives Bayside, and we grew up a little bit Bayside, so having access to like the best beaches is amazing. But my family is super arty. My mum's creative, and my younger sister's an artist, so we've always been members of the NGB and we love going to galleries. Oh, we love the NGV. Who doesn't?
0: Yeah. If you're not we- a member of the
1: NGV highly recommend that yeah, too yeah that's a, that, I mean High those recommend. are three things we to love do so tea. day
0: day trip to well first of all go to a mecca store then go yes. to the ngp <laughs> then go and have a beautiful dinner at one of those incredible oh. restaurants which is your favorite gimlet or Ooh, at the moment i love grill americano oh yeah grill americano is a beautiful it's one. beautiful but i also
1: love gimlet i love marion i love topic. builder's arms yeah. as well um great pub i love chin chin kasumi yeah if i'm like casual on the weekend hector's
0: deli you should write a book. I love eating. This is like the, the ultimate <laughs> guide to the best the in Melbourne. The ultimate guide to eating. Yes. Yes. No, so I love all those things. So we've heard all about your background in science, which is pretty phenomenal. And good on you for leading the charge in that space. But where did your like love for beauty come from? Is it from an early age? What was your uh, first yes. beauty memory? I will
1: remember this so well because somebody asked me recently and I told them. I was 12. I went into Turak Road Mecca Cosmetica with my mum. And I remember walking in thinking this is my place and (laughs) I bought Nars Laguna bronzer, my very first product I ever bought. And from that point on, I was working part-time $5 an hour and I would save all of my money to repeat (laughs) purchase that Nars Laguna bronzer to to the point where my mom would be like, um, you haven't bought phone credit and I can't reach you on your phone. Where, where'd the money go? And I'm like, sorry, mum, I went to Mecca and I've got my Nars to <laughs> bronzer. So I was glowing, but I couldn't call anyone on my phone because I would forego anything just to buy that. Is that
0: still your favourite beauty? Yeah, product? I mean, I'm
1: still a big Nars oh, lover. Yeah, there you go. I really am. And that's like a true, a complete true story. Are you wearing it today? I can of see very bronze cheeks. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I just remember that feeling of going in and people talking to you about, you know, what do you want to look at and feeling like you could confidently kind of project however you wanted to to the world that was what really got me into beauty Mm. I I loved that whole experience of celebrating yourself and feeling good about yourself and there's no experience like going into a mecca store it feels like this is a shameless mecca plug but it's actually true there is no experience like that and so that was my first proper beauty memory And so now to have my brand on the shelves at Mecca, I mean, iconic.
0: Yeah, so now you can go in, check your brand out, buy your Laguna bronzer. I do. Spritz your Lalabo, I do. uh, Happy days. Happy days. (laughs) (laughs) Natasia, to wrap up our chat, what would you say is your soundtrack to your life? Um, Apart from Rihanna work...
1: Because I feel like that's the theme song of my life. Probably at the moment, this will be An Everlasting Love by Natalie Cole, just because I'm getting married and I feel like I'm spending... Oh,
0: congratulations. Thank you. I'm spending like part of my time at the moment wedding planning. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming in to see us today. Everybody needs to try all of the conserving beauty line, especially (laughs) those incredible wipes. Please do. And if you want to know how to, to use them, have a look on TikTok. It's there. It's going wild. Totally. No, thank you so much for having me. Dream
1: come true being at Mecca. Dream come true talking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, Follow us on your favourite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review and share this episode with your friends.